Welcome to the Hero Podcast, hosted by Victor, the Rocket Man Rancor. Here to take your HVAC business and sales to the moon. Shooting live from beautiful Southern California. The Eagle has landed. Awesome, guys. Welcome to the Hero Podcast. This is episode number eight. I have a really exciting guest on today. Uh, this guy is known for taking businesses, scaling them fast, and exiting for massive amounts of money. Uh, he's done it multiple times across different platforms. Uh, now he's also the he's the author of Scale with Speed, which is one of my favorite books. If you guys know, I like to move fast, and you know a lot of the stuff I learned from him. Uh, he also runs a business um, growth company called Burn the Ships, and also he is the the uh, CEO of Carrots Home Services, which you guys have heard a lot about in our group, uh, and something that we're really excited about bringing to the market. Uh, Mr. Judge Graham, welcome to the episode, man. Glad to have you on. Glad, glad to be here. I love the uh, the intro. I'm gonna start calling you that, Victor the Rocket Man. Dude, that's that's uh, awesome, and it's been so fun to watch your journey and in uh, you know a guy that that is uh, after my own heart. I mean, you move fast. I you know I think I think speed is such an undervalued asset in business, right? That that ability to to make a decision and to commit and just start to create massive momentum behind that. And, you know, the last year watching you do that's been, it's been fun, man. Well, it's actually funny. Uh, just to this morning, I saw in my feed, uh, this was two years. So we met two years ago, two years and two days ago in uh, Dallas at the burn, the first, the first burn the ships event I went to, I think I were the Bravo group. So the second, second yeah. class that you had, and it just popped up on my feed. And so it's, it's crazy to think back two years ago. And I still remember when I first went to that training, I thought, you know, I thought my shit didn't stink, man. I had, I had a business that just, just did $5 million in our first calendar year. Um, you know, and I, and I thought I knew everything. Right. And then I remember going to that training and, and sitting there and I'm like, fuck, I don't know shit. <laughs> so I, I think it's, I think it's pretty cool. And, you know, if you guys do get an opportunity, they, they do run some, you guys do a lot of your zoom, zoom training right now. Is that what you guys do yeah. mostly? Or are you guys still doing in person? Uh, in per- we'll probably do one or two events a year. I mean, like for me, it's such a, for Matt and I, it's a purposeful thing. Um, but as you can appreciate it, as many events as you're doing, and um, we don't do them near at the scale, but man, it's a lot of time, effort, energy. You know, I know you got uh, sick for a couple of days um, after that event and it just, it just, it drains it out of you. Right. I mean, the, the excitement and, and giving, you know, to the audience and all that, you just deplete your body, man. You got to get rested up for a couple of days. Oh yeah, man. And I was just, I was just talking to the wife this morning because I got, you know, I got people flying in this week that we have Thanksgiving next week to a little break, but then our schedules get back to full pretty quickly. So yeah. um, anyway, so the things I want to, I want to, obviously I brought you on here for a reason. There's, there's a lot of guys out there, a lot of listeners out there that they, they want to grow their business, right? They don't know what steps they should start putting in place to start getting themselves ready to scale. And, and I saw something, you know, a mentor of mine, Tommy Mello post the other day, right? Was, he literally said, first you got to nail it, then you scale it, right? So how do you put the pieces in place to be able to know when you're ready to start scaling? Yeah, I like that. You got to nail it and then scale it. And I think I think there's a lot of truth in that um, in that statement. So you know, I think, Victor, the first thing that, that entrepreneurs, anybody listening to this is, you know, it's this real understanding of what you want. We talk about the end game all the time, right? Most people don't truly understand what they want, why they want it, and then most importantly, when they want it. And what happens there is 
if you don't set out and really understand the goal and you don't put a time frame on it, you can't build a plan, right? Without time, there's no plan. Okay. So that's kind of step one. It's like, okay, you've got into business for whatever reason. You're at your first couple hundred thousand, your first couple million, but what do you want out of this business and when, and then you've got to build a plan. And then where most people fail, Victor, in my, in my opinion is, and, and there's a great visual of this. I don't know if you've ever seen it is, is a meme online. It's the miner and he's picking away and he's picking away and he's picking away. And it's probably 300 feet. And, you know, it's another foot and a half and it's the gold and the guy gives up. And as entrepreneurs, we don't, the whole concept of burn the ships is that level of commitment, right? You're on an island and that island's surrounded by a hundred thousand, you know, miles of, of water and you burn that ship, you're committed to that island. You either live on it or you die. And business is the same concept. And, and entrepreneurs, until you build the plan and truly understand what level of commitment, what level of sacrifice you have to make, I mean, you're, you're living proof of it, right? I mean, it's not easy. And if you're not willing to really commit, you're, you're never going to hit it. Well, I mean, a lot of people say they they want to, right? And then the first the first hiccup happens, right? So, it, no one really you don't get to judge someone. And, and right now is one of those those prime examples, right? So all these guys that have built great businesses in the last eight years, nine years, right? Well, none of these guys have been hit with a economic downturn, right? They haven't been hit with any kind of adversity. It's all been easy, right? Money's cheap. Everything's really easy to get access to. You know, the customer people are buying shit. And you know what happens when something goes wrong, right? What happens if the Fed raises the interest rates like they're probably going to next month, right? When the December 15th hits and all of a sudden the interest rates and people can't get qualified for fi- for financing, stuff like that. What are these guys going to do then, right? So I think there's there's a lot of lessons to to start. You have to like, you have to kind of, you have to, it's trial by fire, right? Like for me, I've, I've failed a bunch of times. I think you were talking about it in Vegas was the 70-30 rule, right? Is that is that kind of what you were talking about? You yeah, want to kind of yeah, dive into that? Yeah, you, you mentioned, you know, my book scale with speed. I mean, I, I believe like, if you understand how to compress time, you win. Okay. And a big, a big component of being able to compress time because that's the equalizer, right? I mean, there's only so much hours in a day and how you spend your time and the amount of time you spend is what dictates your outcome, right? I'm going to say that again, the amount of hours you spend and how you spend that time dictates your outcome. So when you learn how to compress it and you're doing the right things, you're going to become more successful. But part of it is we get mired with decisions, right? We get this, we almost get paralyzed and we can't make a decision. And so I have a philosophy, right? I mean, unless you're a brain surgeon or a fucking heart surgeon or some shit like that, like it's 70% of I make a decision. I have enough data. It's 70%. I make the decision and I can live with the 30% that I'm wrong because typically I'm making 10 to 15 X more decisions than my competitor and most people. And even if I'm failing, I'm leapfrogging them in the power of momentum and decision-making. No, and I agree. And I think that's something, you know, that's one of the big things I took away from, you know, from burn the ships and talking to you guys is, is that right. So I was still pretty young in my business and I'm like, we can either let off the gas or we can just fucking keep moving forward. Right. And, and, you know, I did, I got, I did some wild shit and some of it didn't work out and some of it has worked out. And, and it's one of those things is I, I don't regret any of it. Right. Like, it, I mean, there's some stuff like, yeah, if I went back, I'd totally do it different. But at the end of the day, 
I wouldn't be where I'm at. I wouldn't have learned the lessons that I learned along the way unless I went out there and tried it. Like every day I'm, I'm pushing forward. Like you should, you know, I actually, I got a whole camera crew here now and I'm like, we're starting to shoot these things. And like, so people can realize like, dude, it's, I make like 45 decisions before fucking 10 AM that are going to decide if we're going to win or lose. Right. And, you know, well, they, they make one decision a day or a couple decisions a day and they're just, they're sitting back and they're trying to figure out why they can't grow or do anything. It's because they have, you know, analysis or was that analysis paralysis, analysis paralysis, right? Like, yeah. I'm just like, that's a good idea. Let's go try it. But you also have to know as an entrepreneur, like, hey, I've tried this thing. I've pushed it as far as it goes. You also know have to know how to pull that fucking Band-Aid off and say, hey, I fucked up. Let's go ahead and stop doing this. Would you agree? Yeah, 100%. I mean, and to, to that extent is you can't you can't manage what you can't measure, right? I mean, yeah. and, and that's another thing that I think young or not mature entrepreneurs do is you start doing activities and you don't have a, a, a way to really measure success. You haven't built a, a framework to do that. And, and furthermore, when you start to get scale, right, great companies are built with great people. That's just how it works out. You want to sell a nine-figure company, you're not doing it by yourself, right? I mean, it's 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 with multiple people and you've got to build this, this you know, I talk about all the time, this growth culture that empowers people to want to win and empowers them to compete because we also get confused as entrepreneurs that we have this this delusion that anybody i hire cares as much as i do that's not the case right or anybody i hire is going to service the customer like i would service or is going to take that sales call like i would take that sales call and that's just not how it plays out right so we talk about this concept of going from you know Che uh, checkers to chess and that's really when you understand how to compress time and how to build culture and how to create a growth culture so you can scale well one of the things along the way that you know it's always great to talk about scaling and stuff like that but how important is it to be putting in you know those processes and procedures along the way right because there's there's scaling right but if you scale too fast and you got no you got no navigational beacon shit gets fucking weird right so how yeah, do you, be, be, as you, obviously you're coming into carrots and these other businesses, your, your goal is to normally sell within five years, right? For the most yeah. part, three, three most to part five years. judge is usually three to five years. He scales it and sells it. Right. And then that's how businesses should be. That's, that's how people create generational wealth. Right. Cause you get to, if I, if I can, in three years, I can grow a business that I can sell for 20 years worth of income. I'm going to sell it for 20 years worth of income in three years. Right. Yeah. So I think, you know, how many, how many exits are you at now? Um, you're at three. Yeah, three exits. Three, three big exits, right? And and you're yeah. only how how old are you, Judge? Forty three. Forty three. He's exit three businesses. <laughs> it's getting a little. It's getting a little grayer, man. I found yeah. one gray hair the other day, so that was pretty cool. I felt uh, yeah. distinguished. Yeah, they'll trust trust me. They'll they'll fill in. They'll fill in over time. But yeah, so, man, I mean it's good. No, so I was gonna say, obviously, you got you've grown these businesses. You scaled them on a large, large scale, a hundred million dollar businesses. What, what do you think is the number one thing? Like if I went into a judge grand business, what, what is a, what is it about your businesses that separates your, from your competitors? Would you think? Yeah, I, I think, a, I think it's a, a, a multitude of things, right? Unfortunately to be successful, you've got to be great in a lot of areas. I mean, that's just, that's just part of it. Um, but I want to touch, I want to touch on process. I think that's important, right? Where businesses start to, to, to lack scale is, the process you created when you were a $400,000 revenue business has radically changed when you become a $3 million business, 
right? And, and we typically don't go back and, and retool our processes. And if we do retool them, we're not doing it typically in the benefit of the customer. And what I mean by that is we should always have a vantage point of the customer. How do you make a frictionless? You want to scale, you've got to create the ability to make it frictionless for the customer. Like carrots is a great example. Listen, if my contract is a page and a half, it's in DocuSign and it's click click. Why is that? I don't want I don't want to slow anything down. Right? Yeah. I'd rather be transparent, have nothing to hide and cover it and, and be able to, to, to close a deal quickly versus have a bunch of legal jargon. But we forget about stuff like that as we scale on processes. Well, you know, it's, you also got to make it, you got to make it simple, right? So you want to make it, you want to make everything as you grow as simple as possible. So I was just talking last night and, you know, with the whole, with the Sarah thing, right? And I was talking to, to Billy about it. And I'm like, man, it's this, this product is great. The best part about it is it's so fucking easy to use. Right. So, yeah. and, and we're talking about our competitor. We have, you know, we have this big competitor. Everybody knows them. I don't want to talk about their name and stuff, but they're focusing on the product, but not the end user. So the end user yeah. is fucking suffering because they can't figure this shit out. But the product's great if you know how to figure it out, right? So the same thing with, yeah. with your business. If you have to make it so simple that anybody, you can plug in somebody immediately and they can take over that job, right? Yes, yeah, frictionless. I mean, so that success is, is, is I'm relentless on, on the customer. And now as you grow, it becomes painful, right? Um, and even in the carrots experience, I mean, you can't fix or identify really what the customer needs until you start getting some scale. But when you yeah. take it from the vantage point of the customer, right, and you get really sophisticated, you have personas of different types of customers, and you build your product around the customer, you build your delivery around the customer, you build your customer service around the customer, then you've created something that has stickiness and doesn't attract, and therefore you have a better opportunity for scale. Well, the other thing that you guys, you guys always talked about is, is dominating your, your, your niche, right? Yeah. Like don't try to take over everything, become the best at one thing rather than trying to be the best at plumbing, heating and air, electrical, like every different trade, like, Hey, just go hammer down your main one. How, how do you, you know, if you're looking at a yeah, business, I, I give, I give a great example. Like if, if, if I owned a HVAC um, or plumbing business, um, I would look at, you know, and I'm, and I'm making this up, but I, I'm assuming directionally this is, this would work. I would, I would understand, like, let's take Dallas Fort Worth. Okay. Big market. Okay. Super affluent areas and pockets, right? I would build a brand of HVAC that only catered towards, you know, a million five and up homes. Okay. Why is that? I'm going to win if somebody needs it serviced, my brand, uh, the type of, of, of units I, I, uh, I sell, the way my staff is dressed, customer process, all of that would be tightened up to, to focus on that persona and that type of home, my processes, my training, my systems, my equipment, my brand, the way my trucks look, my marketing. So every opportunity, somebody that has that type of home and has an AC need when they look at us versus the competitors, it's a no brainer. So I just try to remove noise and just remove competition and not swim with sharks. And that's how I would look at dominating a niche. Yeah. It's, it's the same. It's the same thing as like, uh, like you were saying, uh, inch wide mile deep. Right. So you want to make sure that you're, you're like, for me, like I know that I used to, when I first had my business, I was going fucking everywhere. 
If you had an yeah. air conditioning problem and somewhere in the Western hemisphere, I was down to go fix it for you. Right. And, and you, as you try to scale like that, you, you run, you can't run that. You can't keep up with the amount of money and overhead and all the other stuff that that takes to build something like that. So like for me, I tightened it down. Like I was doing plumbing and heating and air. Okay. I only do, I don't only do heating and air now. Right. Okay. We only start, we only do systems that if they already have a system in their house, I don't do cut-ins anymore. I don't do mini splits. I only do residential system replacement and that is it. Maybe. If you don't have a system, I don't replace it. I just, it's not what I do. So once I started right. narrowing down that, all my, my product offering, I noticed that my business started growing, not from the revenue because the revenue is not as high because I'm not doing everything, but the profits go up because you're not dealing with all this other bullshit that doesn't make you money. Only deal with what makes you money, right? Yeah. Niche will get you rich. It allows you to acquire the best talent, train the best talent, uh, have better margins, sell at a higher ticket, all of those things, right? And, you know, Matt Manero always says um, amateurs get crushed and experts get paid. And that's just how it plays out, you know? So it, but we're scared, Victor, right? The entrepreneur is scared until they had that epiphany that you did because we want to go like this, right? Yeah. We want to we believe that we can't be successful if we turn down any job or we don't, you know, oh my gosh, well, you know, I think I can cross train these guys to do plumbing if they're already doing heating. Like, dude, it's a, it's a disaster. You become a master of nothing. Your margins get diminished. Your brand doesn't stand for anything and you just stay on the hamster wheel, right? I mean, there's so many entrepreneurs that they just always go next year is going to get better, right? Well, and they just know, stay on this hamster wheel and they never get off. Well, you have like for me, I have a, a big competitor in my market. And it's just like it's never ending. So they, no matter how much revenue, they never make any money, but they're fucking washing money all day long, right? Yeah. And, and who the fuck wants to live in that? Like I don't want – the stress of a, I don't want the stress of business. I want it to be predictable. I know, Hey, I come in every day and my, my staff's not stressed. I'm not stressed. You know, when we don't spread ourselves so thin that you'll realize the culture grows, right? The people grow, everybody's happy to come to work rather than, Oh shit, what's going to happen today? Like, Hey, you know, fucking plumbing or this or what? It was all over the place. And, and I, and I got to experience it firsthand because I was the entrepreneur that my head was so big. I, everything I could do is going to work. Right. And then all of a sudden, you have your hands at all these different things and you're, you're, you're tied down. You can't do what you want to do. You can't act like you want to act. You're stressed out because you're just trying to chase a fucking chase something that's always moving. So it's impossible to catch. So it's huge. So obviously you scale these other businesses. Um, you're obviously a, you know, a business coach or mentor to a lot of people. So now you're stepping into a, you know, a new business, a new product and, and something that it actually aligns very well with everything you've been teaching for the last couple of years. So if you want to kind of, dive into carrots, yeah. why it started, why are you doing it? What is it? For stuff sure. like, that. like like you mentioned, I mean, in, in my, uh, my business partner, very similar background to me, built, sold nine figure companies. And through our experience and all of our success in growing large companies, thousands of employees, the, the key, you know, factor that is consistent in it is people, right? Again, you can't build a great company to sell it for nine figures unless you have a team and, and great people. And we stepped back and said, you know, what was the secret sauce that we instilled, you know, in, into these companies to get the type of momentum and speed and compression of time? And it was a it was a combination of a multitude of things, right? It was it was giving people clear targets and pacing. It was giving them visibility into their numbers. It was fueling competition through leaderboards, and then it was incentivizing when the company wins, the employee wins, and so. We took that and said, okay, well, how do we bring this into, 
you know, the 21st century and create technology and therefore carrots was born, right? Because you've got generational things going on, Victor, you've got, you know, you know, millennials and younger, how they view things differently. You've got, you've got to gamify things. You've got this device. And so we just felt it was the perfect intersection to capitalize on this opportunity and also create a win-win for the employer and the employee and therefore carrots was born. Well, it's crazy how, I mean, just how everything's changed over just over the last five years, you know, go to 10 years, that's completely different, right? As far as how, what drives people to want to come to work, right? Mm-hmm. It used to be yeah. like, I'll give you a big salary and you come to work, right? And you come do, you work your ass off every day. And now people are like, you can throw money at them, but they don't really give a shit. Like it just really is what it is. So you have to build other things. There's other things they're looking for inside of businesses, right? They're looking for someone that's growing. They don't want to be part of a business that's stagnant or dying. They want to feel like they have a space to grow. Uh, they want to be able to always have, they always have to have something to chase. Cause if you don't have something to chase, you just, you kind of just yeah. sit there and you kind of mull it around. So I know that when I first saw you, you had mentioned carrots, right? Or I first saw your post. I'm like, dude, that I need that well, for my yeah. business. Right. Yeah, think about this, Victor. I mean, like uh, for everybody that, you know, wears like a uh, an Apple watch or whatever, like or a Fitbit or any of those. Why are those so wildly successful? Because they track stats. Right. Like I promise you, if you have a Fitbit and it constantly it's saying you need to get up and walk more or you you're, you know, three thousand steps away from your ten thousand steps. If you did a study in the person that had a Fitbit versus didn't have it, who's going to walk more? The one with the Fitbit. And business is, 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 is no different, right? I mean, we, we get so mired in just the, what I call the hamster wheel, just getting through the motion of the job. And, and the real field soldiers, they don't have visibility into what they should be doing. Where are they at? What am I striving for? What's the pacing? And then, Victor, most importantly, if I achieve that, what's in it for me? And that's what yeah, Carrots does. Well, people, you know, it's all about with them, right? What's in it for me and, and what's in it for the business owner, right? The business owner is going to get, you know, higher productivity from their from their employees. They're going to have happier employees. They're going to have easier time recruiting. There's a multitude, of, a snowball effect that happens from from having this implemented. So, like, I know my guys, like, if if carrots isn't updated, like, hey, what's going on here? Like, all day long, they're like, hey, where are we at? Like, they're tracking constantly. Like, I we track... I track a lot of different things. Obviously, we have Google reviews, uh, call conversion rates. We have success rate. We have book call booking rates, all these things that we're tracking. And I try to make it where everybody in the business has a little bit of something that that's going to entertain them, right? Even installations, like how many installs did we do this month or how much revenue did we install this month, right? For the install department for something to track. And I've noticed, you know, significantly. So last, before we would be happy to get a 30% club sales, uh, club conversion rate. Last month was our first month on carrots for clubs, and we went. I think across the board, we ended up at seventy four percent. Boom! So a 44 percent increase in club sales last month. And our slowest month of the year, which is October, Please. is always dead slow. We sold more than we we sold more than we did in July and June in the month of October. So, That's amazing. so, so what like, you're hitting on, and, and I love, and I tell business owners all the time is we don't truly understand two things, our company and our people's capability and capacity. All right. I mean, that's a big idea. Listen to that. My, my people's capability and their capacity in carrots shines a light on that. Right. Because yeah. if you set up the goals correctly, you put the competition, you create this ability. You may have thought somebody was a superstar 
really isn't it isn't a superstar and somebody he thought wasn't a superstar all of a sudden just out of nowhere is crushing it well and you I, now I gotta, have this good understanding well i got a guy that you know we're we're in the process of getting carrots set up for for hero marketing and stuff so one of my one of my employees joe he's always been kind of quiet and all this stuff and the other day i was like hey if you if you do this i'm gonna get you a, a new pair of nikes he's like that's all i gotta do yes and all of a sudden he sold more than he sold in a month. And I'm like, what the fuck? So, and I now like yesterday, I'm like, Hey, I'm like, Hey, look, you like those ones. I got, he's a big shoot sneaker head. So I'm like, Hey, I got another pair. If you hit this, we're going to get this. Right. And yeah. it, a lot of the times these guys just first, they want to be, they want to be recognized. Right. So if you don't recognize success, that's a problem. So the cool thing about carrots is I know when they're winning and like you get a notification that they broke their all time record, stuff like that. So you got to know if you guys win, if they guys win, they need to be patted on the back. Cause I remember being a sales guy. It was the first, and I've only, I was like a year and a half in. I just won. That was the very first time I won Airtime 500, number one in the country. I was all excited. I, and, and, you know, everybody else was like, oh, whatever, you know, somebody, somebody in my old business, a lot of people had won it. So, but I'm the guy that's started from scratch fucking 14 months ago. And I was a, you know, I was the fastest one to ever win it. Right. Well, guess what? They didn't, instead of giving me my award in front of the entire company, like they normally do with everybody, they handed it to me in the fucking hallway. And they said, oh, here you go. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I'm yeah. excited. I, you would think you guys would be excited that you trained me For from sure. scratch and then fucking 14 months what later. Missed opportunity. missed opportunity. They just fucking threw it to me in the hallway. And I still remember that feeling like, you know what? That's never going to be good enough, right? So one of the things is if you guys do have – if you do track your numbers and you track success, you have to celebrate success. And, and not just, you know, giving the prize yeah. one thing, but you have to you have to shout it out. you got to entertain it. So that that has to happen. And then you also yeah. have to track it. So on here, if, if if you can track it from your phone 24 hours a day, or if I'm an owner and I go and you're, oh, shoot, this guy's getting close to a record. Hey, look at bro. You're only four days away. Are you going to be working Let's the next go. four days? Are you taking the weekend off or are you going to go break that record? Right. Yeah. And being able to track that stuff is important and knowing, hey, real time is this, you know, where is he at? Is this good for him? Is it bad for him? Like you should be able to know that kind of stuff. Um, so I know that the other thing is obviously when we took it from a tech side to the home service industry, uh, we had talked about the other stuff that we wanted to do. So can you kind of dive into the owner's cockpit stuff and, and stuff like that that's possible? Yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, I, I think it's so important. Like when, when you have a a CRM or, you know, sometimes those things can be cumbersome and it's it's tough to to like really get the metrics you need to manage the business. So the other piece of of, of carrots is from an owner or manager perspective, what are the 10, 15, 25 critical data points that you have access to within one click to really manage and optimize your business, right? You know, whether that's revenues, new memberships sold, you know, uh, calls, average rev, whatever it is, you know, every business has these key levers that they can pull. And part of Care's platform is we bring that to you so it's front and center is the operator to make better decisions, right? Should I spend more money on lead generation or not, right? Uh, do I have more capacity? Should I take more appointments? All, all of those things are key to grow. Are we making money? <laughs> making money? Yeah, I mean, that's, I like... that's a big one. You know, <laughs> to, to your point, like, it, it, and money's not even, it's it's EBITDA and margin, right? I mean, that's that's what everybody listens to. It's one thing to, to generate top line, which you want. You should be more focused on that bottom line, right? <laughs> and that's... That's the thing. Are we are we are we growing incrementally, and is are we making margin um, or EBITDA, and, and that's what really matters. No, hundred percent. 
So you know, obviously now with carrots, we have we have the tech app, so they're in the field, they can watch it, they monitor it. My office staff, we have TV monitors all over the place. Uh, and then obviously as the owner, I have my own dashboard to kind of see what's what's important and what's not. Can you kind of elaborate on you know the relationship on I know obviously the, there's prizes built into carrots. How did how did you guys curate that? How did you guys decide who's gonna be in there? And so how, and how did you guys were able to, obviously, you know, if I get a thousand dollars worth of stuff, if I try to go buy it for a thousand, I won't be able to buy it. Right. How were you guys able to pull that off? Um, Well, one thing I think is important to notice is like a lot of the times people don't want cash. I know cash is king, but here's what happens. If you're constantly incentivizing your team with cash, unfortunately that money's spent. Right. The partner at home is spending it. They're going to play medical bills. They're going to they're never going. They're using it for necessity versus one. And what's cool about if you, you know, layer in a cool pair of shoes or an iPad or something, it's things that people want, but probably wouldn't use their discretionary income to get. But if they can win it, it justifies making them feel good. Right. But we set up my uh, my business partner in this business. owns a bunch of shoe stores, has amazing relationships with, with Nike and Adidas and his previous business um, did a lot in merchandise, right? So we have a 50,000 square foot warehouse here in DFW and we have wholesale licenses. I mean, hundreds from Yeti, Nike's, Adidas, North Face, Apple. And we get these things because of our wholesale licenses anywhere from five to 30% off. So part of the added value of carrots and, and running contests, which is a pain in the ass, is what's going to motivate my team and how much does it cost and where do I buy it and how do I fulfill it? We, we do all of that, right? We present, here's what you should probably, you know, uh, give the winners. Here's the discounted pricing. And when they win, we literally ship it on your behalf in a carrots box. They open it up. Everybody's excited. And we kind of full service that um, because of the infrastructure we've set up. Well, I mean, that's it. And a lot of people think that's huge, right? So everybody, you get competitions throughout your business and you go shout it out one day, right? And then where's the follow-up on it, right? Who's tracking it? And then when it is tracked, it's usually like, oh, shoot. uh, Oh, where's my prize? Oh, oh, shoot. I forgot about that. Let me go buy it for you. Let me go do this. Or or it's, you know, it's another thing where you're stepping out of your way. For For your guys to not only know where they're tracking for, what their numbers are, also, they get to see in the screen, hey, these are the prizes you get to win if you hit this shit. So you have the prizes lined up yeah. in there. And and I know my guys, have, you know, they have a bunch of absolute stuff. So they have, you know, put our own logo. They have, you guys put logos on our on backpacks and T-shirts. And my guys are winning iPads. My guys all won Apple Watches last month, which is crazy because I set the goal awesome. a little bit low on that club membership. So I think yeah. we, so we gave out like eight Apple Watches, uh, <laughs> stuff like that. So all of it all of it adds up, right? At the end of the day, you, you want to make yeah, sure look you have – Yeah, look at the intrinsic value on that. Like just – the, the 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 value that that guy goes out and he, let's say he's at a, a party or a, an event or a bar with his friends or whatever and somebody's like oh cool you got an apple watch like what do you think, how do you think that conversation is going to play out it's going to be like yeah man my company is so badass they had a contest and i was able to win this and they got me this cool jacket like there's this this compounding value that by doing things like this for your company just builds the brand, right? It, oh, yeah. it, it creates loyalty. It creates excitement versus the guy he was talking to was probably like, yeah, I fucking hate my boss. It's a shitty fucking company. They, they overwork me and they don't pay me enough. That's the normal conversation, right? You don't want to have, you don't want to be the company on the receiving end of that one. 
Well, the other the other cool thing is, and we were talking about in Vegas, is that because of how the prizes are set up, so they win it at the end of the month, they usually don't get the prize until a couple weeks into the month. So it's usually going to create more of a retention, right? So that guy knows he's got an iPad and some shit coming. He ain't yeah. going to quit in between that time. And then by the time he's already yeah. halfway there to winning his next prize, so by the 15th, yeah. this shit shows up and he's like, I'm about to win some else. I'm about to go win some more shit. So I'm going to stay and I'm going to hang around a little while longer. Right. Well, I mean, I wish they, hopefully they're not wanting to leave, but it is another thing that's going to kind of tie them down. Because I remember, you know, our year end bonuses, they would never give us our year end bonus at the end of the year. It's going to be like right right when it's the slowest time of year. So, like, hey, in April, you're going to get your bonus, but you got to stay this whole time to get that shit. So it it was a lot of stuff that was built into to strategically retain people right so yeah. you know every bonus i ever got was the 15th or this or this third week of the month of the next month to make sure that i wasn't leaving so the sound of the similar thing they're going to get in their mail they're going to have it curated and have it ready well the other thing uh, too i think that's important is, is people typically business owners don't have properly set goals right they just set a goal and what happens is your top producer is going to hit that he or she's going to hit that with with or without a carrot and that 70 percent in the middle just feel defeated because they know yeah. they can never beat Bob, right? But with carrots, and if we help you teach goals properly, you set individual goals so everybody has an opportunity to win, and it creates a compounding effect, which creates massive incrementality for the company, right? I would much rather have you know, everybody win if we set the goals properly, because it's not one person carrying a big month. It's everybody creating incrementality. Yeah, because you want you want them if you have everybody can turn up 10%, 20%, right? Then that, that's huge. a huge, that's a huge of the bottom line. You know, because I know through my sales guys, I already know which guys, hey, this guy's that guy should be hitting a minimum 350000 a month. You know, if he's not hitting that, there's something wrong. But then you have the other guys that are the hundred to hundred fifty thousand a month. You don't want to have the same goal. And it's, it's kind of what Judge is saying is if you set the same goal for everybody, you know, Victor's gonna come fuck everybody up and everybody else is gonna be stuck with nothing, right? And yeah. and I still remember working at places like that's how it always was. It's like, hey, the goal for this month's four hundred thousand. If you hit it right, so I I would hit it. Everybody else would hate me because I'm the only one that had anything or, or hit the goal. So yeah. it does make sense on that. So and you can't have a scarcity mindset either, right? I mean, like people are scared to spend money, right? But if you do this correctly and you set it up based on incrementality, it doesn't matter if you're giving away cars. If you set the goal correctly, you want everybody to win the car, you know, yep. so you got to you got to think bigger. Right. I mean, to elevate from that concept of 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 uh, checkers to chess, man, you've got to like you've got to change your perspective about money and growth. That's just yeah, how think- it works out. Well, it's like the same thing as a guy that wants to grow but doesn't want to spend any money on marketing, right? It's like it's yeah. the same. It's the same concept. It's like how the everybody always. How'd you grow your business so fast? Well, first I took my money and I gave it to these marketers, and then they brought yeah. me leads, and then I learned how to convert those and incur, those into, into more customers. So it, it's it's kind of what what comes first, the chicken or the egg, right? So you got to make sure you guys are you guys are investing in what you expect to get back out. So if you're not investing yeah. back into it, you're never going to get what you want. So. The other thing is, you know, obviously, you know, me and Judge have been, you know, kind of working together and partnering and stuff. And obviously, thanks for coming out to the Vegas event. And everybody, yeah. I mean, if everybody that's that's listening and, and a lot of guys, that was the, their main feedback was like, man, this Judge guy is freaking badass. I know you guys gave them, you guys hooked up everybody with the um, with burn the, the ships. burn the ships boot university, which is badass. So if you guys uh, check it out, what's what's the website for that to check out? Uh, just burntheships.com. But also, I know I'm going to be. If we should get people to sign up for this your November 29th event, 
I'm going to be there speaking for a couple hours and I'm going to be, I'll give out the, uh, the university at that event too. So, yeah. So what, so what judge is actually, if you guys haven't seen me posted, we are having our first, uh, hero, uh, hero business boot camp here in Southern California. It's going to be November 29th through the 1st of December. Uh, it's a three-day boot camp. Right now, we're we're sold out in person, uh, but we are doing uh, Zoom. So it's only two hundred fifty bucks if you sign up for the Zoom. Uh, everything's gonna be live feed, but also you'll have a recording afterwards. You'll be able to watch it over and over again and kind of get a lot of the information out of it. Uh, so it's gonna be obviously I'm gonna be here, but it's not gonna be my show. It's gonna be you know Michelle, who's our operations man, our operations coach over at Hero. She's gonna be running a lot of it. Uh, judge is going to come out. He's going to talk about culture and growth and, and all these things. And, and obviously, you know, the badass that you're going to offer the university to these people. Uh, yeah. So he's going to talk about that. We have we have multitude other people. I have service finance and and uh, and JV warranties are going to be sponsoring the event. I have uh, what the heck? Uh, there's another guy, another business coach that's going to be out here. He's fantastic. He's going to be going through uh, more of the ops side. And then we also have you know my partner Bill Pulte is going to be here talking about what private equity is looking for in these businesses. Oh great. But, but over those three days, we're going to be teaching these guys how to build their budgets, how to build, you know, plant, you know, forecasting and planning and and how to put, you know, processes in place, how to write out, you know, write out your policies and procedures. All that stuff's going to be taught in three days. Uh, it's going to be a lot of information. And for 250 bucks, it's kind of a it's kind of a no brainer to do. It's a, it's a total uh, and, no brainer. I always say this too, but like and, and, and I love what you're doing. It's like people always want to seek advice and advice usually is well intended, but wrong. Right. People yeah. need to seek counsel. Right. So like, how do I go do what I'm not doing? Well, you go seek counsel. You want to grow a nine figure business? Talk to a guy that's growing a nine figure business. You want a, a, a business as, as successful as Victor's in this space? Probably should go. If you have an opportunity, you should learn from him. Right. So, you know, that's that's the beauty of mentorship. Right. It's how do you get cheat codes and how do you leapfrog? And for 250 bucks, man, that's that's awesome. Yeah. And obviously the, the goal is to try to help as many people as possible. And, and I know that when I started, you know, my, my mind, I had, I had blinders on and, and I knew I could figure it all out myself. Right. And I think that's one of the biggest things when I talk to a lot of these other entrepreneurs, because a lot of guys that are in their 25, 26, 30 years old that are, that are starting these businesses and they're trying to figure out how to scale them or they're, they're growing them. Like I have one guy that's going to be at this, at this training. I've already had fucking 10 conversations with them. I'm like, hey, bro, slow down because you're going to end up in the same position as me. You're going to you're going to outkick your coverage. You got to yeah. slow down, put your policies and procedures in place, like, you know, nail it before you scale it. He's trying to scale it like crazy. I'm like, dude, I'm trying to tell you I've been there. It's going to be a fucking nightmare if you don't stop now and fix your right. shit. So he's going to yeah. be one of the guys there. And, and he's probably listening to this right now. I love you, Matt, but you slow down, bro. I'm telling you, I've been there. You're <laughs> going to be a fucking I've been to your operation. It's going to be a fucking nightmare if you don't figure that out. Yeah. So that's... our goal is to help. Hopefully we can help these other guys. Hey, not only how do I put this stuff in place? But how do I prepare for the next step, right? How do I get ready? How do, or when when's a good time to bring in, you know, capital? Or how do I go? How do I go and raise raise capital, right? How do I go right. find a private equity group that wants to come with me or partner with me? How do I partner with you to help me scale it? So there's gonna be a lot of different stuff in there that's gonna help a lot of people. I'm just hoping that I can, and you probably do the same thing. How do I help people not have to hit the same speed bumps as me? How do I get there? I want them to be able to be on well, the fucking highway. This is the cheat code, right? I mean, it's leapfrogging. They unfortunately you can't learn this stuff in school, <clears throat> so you have to seek counsel. And then you know, I always look at it as much as you're going to pour into everybody. If they only get twenty percent and actually execute against it, it's going to be life changing, right? For the people like I look at burn the ship, somebody like you and some of the other people that have gone on and sold for eight, uh, you know, high eight figures. 
you know, they took 50, 60, 70% of it and just took action, right? So that's that's what happens. Well, I always say business is like Mario Kart, right? You're fucking driving and all of a sudden banana peels and all this shit happens, right? Well, what if I can eliminate those? How easy are you yeah. going to be able to win that game, right? All those drive. fucking shit. shell shooting at you, all this crazy shit, right? If I could just drive straight and only have to follow the course, it's going to be pretty easy. Yeah. And the way you yeah. eliminate all those roadblocks and those things that have come up is, is by talking to other people, mentors. And, and I've had... Before I had no mentors. I just tried to figure it out myself. And now, you know, there's people I talk to, you know, consistently every day, whether it be, you know, Bill, Bill Pulte or Bill Steve, Billy Stevens or you or any of these other guys that I talk to that are like, hey, Vic, like, let's, if you do this, this and this, it'll probably help you. Well, I'm hoping yeah. that from these three day training, not only we're going to be able to give you, you know, a good footing of what you should be doing, at least have a blueprint on, hey, look, if, if this is what I need to get in place, right? Cause I can't, we can't give you everything in three days. It's impossible. There's too much stuff that too many nuances, but we're going to give you, hey, these are baby steps. These are the baby steps you need to take immediately. If you take these baby steps and you'll be ready for the next step and, and hopefully be able to scale it from that point. So yeah, we're excited. We're, I, oh, yeah. Billy, Billy Stevens is going to be there also. Who's, oh, uh, I don't know. If you guys know Billy, Billy obviously is the owner of Sarah, uh, yep. but he was the first one. His company was the first company to sell the private equity in this sector. So he knows, you know, he was part of the, the original wrench group and that's where they started it. So he's going to be able to give you guys some of the stuff that went into how he was able to sell his business. And he always tells me, he's like, dude, he's like, you go to my building, there's just cash stacked in the walls. Cause I made, I tried it to the point where it was just making me so much money. I didn't know what to do with it. Uh, so he's going to be here kind of talking about how he was able to do that through, you know, big thing with Billy is how do we, how do we become more profitable? How do we yeah, more, EBITDA, uh, more margin, more EBITDA, more margin? How do we, what the other thing is, how, how do we simplify everything? Right. How do mm -hmm. I, instead of having a hundred people, how do I get the same shit done with 50? And, totally. and that's one of the things that we're going to talk about. Cause I just, before I jumped on here, I had a guy, he, he went to my competitor's place and he's like, dude, there's just too many fucking people there. Like, dude, what, what is go? There's four people for every fucking job. And I'm like, he comes to my shop. He's like, where's all the people? I'm like, what people? They're like, I don't need all those people. I'm going to run my business as lean as possible. So they, like they said, lean is green, right? <laughs> if you go, you try to fucking bloat this thing out for no reason or have no plan in place or no, like, Hey, at this point, if I get to this, I have to go add this person. Right. Well, there's no plan. Yeah. A lot of places are no success. There's no planning. It's just, oh, I'm just going to keep hiring. Well, why do right. you keep hiring for a position you don't need anybody for? Well, and again, it gets back to, you know, not to do another plug for carrots, though, but I mean, they, they have nothing, they don't understand capability and capacity because there's no visible ways to measure that, right? And so when you start to do that, you can go, oh, whoa, I don't need to hire. I still have capability and capacity for my current people. I just haven't motivated them, inspired them, or trained them well enough. It's not that I, I have a body issue higher that I need to get a higher. I've got a capability and capacity and training issue and motivation issue that I've got to fix. Well, I, I read an article and it was like that most businesses run at about 25% efficiency, right? So there's, yeah. there's a 75% left that we can, we can squeeze, we can squeeze that limit, right? That's a lot of fucking limit out of any business. So yeah. the, the goal is figuring out how I can squeeze it. How do I get that from a 25% efficiency, just a 50 or even a 35, 40% efficiency? How do I do that? That's a huge, that's a huge amount of money, huge amount of less stress, right? Cause I don't have to hire all those more people. I have the same amount of people. They're squeezing out more, more right. money and everything's making more sense. So so I think it's it's huge. So if you guys do have an opportunity, you guys want to join uh, the Zoom, the live live Zoom feed. It's only two hundred fifty dollars. Just DM me. I'll get you guys a link to get it set up. 
Uh, it's a three-day course. Like I said, you'll get the recording of it on the Zoom. So we'll send you the recording. You can watch it in and out, whatever you want. But I think it's going to be very powerful. I know Michelle, you know, Michelle, she's working her ass off on it. I know she's yeah, I, I talked to her earlier. I saw she's, the deck. It looks awesome. Yeah. I don't so, think people realize like she's she's probably one of the baddest, baddest chicks in our whole industry as far as the operation side. She knows she's her stuff. She's, been, she's yeah. been through all kinds of different training from uh it, it's it's just impressive what she's able to do. And then I'm hoping she's just excited because obviously she's coming from being a COO of a business to now she gets to go help businesses throughout the country. And she's excited. I know that, you know, I gave her an opportunity and she's been asking me for the opportunity because she, she thinks that she has a lot to give. So I, I think big round of applause for Michelle and, and women in our industry in general. It's pretty badass to see it happen. And dude, she, she's a fucking beast. I can't, I can't keep up with her. I, I got the vision. She's the one that knows how to make the whole mess, you know, well, the she mess keeps you in line too. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Line, yeah so, yeah, so we're excited. If you guys wanted to come out and check it out, um, Judge, anything you guys you want to drop in there? Any kind of specials, anything like that you want to offer for carrots? Yeah, just uh, listen. Hit uh, carrotshomeservice.com and uh, hit uh, book a time. You can actually pick me. I'll get on a demo with you and just you know chop it up, and I'll make sure you get the the Victor love and discount um, for that. But you know, it's uh, it's going to change businesses. It's going to change lives, and you don't want to miss out on it. That's all I would say on that. Well, the other thing, I, everybody's probably asking, what the fuck is that thing behind you? What's that That's giant? <laughs> He's got the right. Hulk behind him in his building. So, so, so this is the smallest Hulk I've had. Every business I've had, um, one of my core values is always fearless, and the other one's always speed, and I always have visuals to represent the core values, and Hulk has always been fearless. So this is a, a seven-foot one, but... Um, in the past, I've had a uh, 12 and 14 foot ones. So. Jesus, that thing's freaking badass. Do you have a, where's the plug on where to buy that thing? I wouldn't even know where to begin to find a giant Hulk. <laughs> I think you can get it. Uh, just type in uh, uh, eBay. Like uh, eBay? I bought the, the the 14 foot ones from uh, the Universal Studios set from the, that's the freaking movie. Badass. That's freaking yeah. badass. But I think this one just came off of, of eBay somewhere. So, nice. yeah. All right, well, I appreciate well, you having me on, my man. And I'm excited yeah, to man. see you. 29th and and um, love being a part of this 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 group and i just love uh the home services industry i love all the entrepreneurs and the grit and the grind and and i hope uh i can continue to bring value uh to the community hell yeah thanks thanks for coming on if you guys want to reach out to judge like you said carrotshomeservices.com or you can reach out to him on facebook he's usually pretty rece uh, receptive on that um, and like I said, if you guys, if you guys are interested to come out to the zoom or interested in uh, checking on the zoom, DM me directly, $250 is going to be the 29th, uh, 30th and the 1st of December. Uh, we're excited judge. Thanks for coming on. As always, you're a freaking badass. Keep doing what you're doing, man. And, uh, it, excited to see you at the end of the month. See you guys. See you, thanks buddy. for tuning in. Bye. Thanks. Bye.